0: Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is the 7th of January at 10 a.m. The Freedom Convoy 2.0 has been canceled. Thank you for joining me. Well, good morning ladies and gentlemen, Uh, it is the weekend, hope everybody had a good week, this is January the 7th, and the Truckers Podcast FYI is back, and we'll be back in full swing, so yeah, hope everybody had a, a good Christmas, a good holiday, happy new year to everybody. I didn't get that chance to get out here and uh, wish everybody a happy new year. But here we are. So uh, I guess it was back in, I think it was early uh, December um, of last year. I was reading an article. How you doing? Thank you for joining me this morning. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Hope you had a good week. Happy New Year to you. Yep, so back, I guess it would be like early December, you know, I was reading some uh, news articles. And, um, you know, just, just when you think, you know, like practically almost a whole year uh, goes by. And we had the, uh, the inquiry um, into the use of the Federal uh, Emergencies Act um, that was invoked to clear out uh, those protesters in downtown Ottawa. Then, um, of course, our border cities where they were blockading The borders. It just almost seems that some people um, just can't let go. Meaning that they want to still try to rally and start up a new blockade. They're calling it, now this was back in December, they were calling it the World Unity Convoy. Which they wanted to, you know, you know, go back to Ottawa and protest about what, I have no idea. I mean, we can protest in this country, we have the right to protest, we have the right to assemble peacefully. You know, without interfering with infrastructure, without intimidating, harassing others who may or may not disagree with your protest. What the world unity stands for, it really doesn't say so. You know, one of the organizers of the original Freedom Convoy protests that paralyzed the downtown Ottawa for three weeks. So they shared this live video in which they proclaimed that a world unity convoy would be held. First, it started to be like Ottawa. Now this is going to be held in Winnipeg, Manitoba from February the 17th to the 20th of this year. They decided on Winnipeg because they believe that it, like it is in the middle point of Canada, so easy access from the west coast, east coast, north, south, wherever you want to, to come from. Um, so they, so what they do, so so during this video. They said that they would um, pass by Ottawa and honk and invite residents to join them on route to Winnipeg. You know. What? Now, what is the a Unity Freedom Convoy? Is what what is that to just reunite? have a big rally and I mean, they don't even talk about uh, what it would be for. So the government and the media have made it very clear um, through their, through their uh, threats against this assembly in Ottawa, and even citizens born there are not welcome with opposing views. Violence and illegal tactics have already been announced from them. Now, this one organizer—he was—he was, he was uh, arrested back in February the twentieth in Ottawa as police cleared the occupation, and he was facing charges of mischief to obstruct uh mischief to obstruct uh, property, disobeying a lawful court order and obstructing a peace officer. Now, of course, you know, the original convoy, It was a protest against COVID-19 vaccine mandates and public health protections. So I guess down here he says that um, this coming convoy in Winnipeg would be focused on solutions for a better world for all Canadians. But he did not elaborate on what that means. So solutions for a better world for all Canadians. I mean, at least if you're going to organize something, you know, but at least Talk about what it's going to be, right? What exactly what it's going to be about if you're going to have a a big gathering, a a big unity or unite. Apparently... has been canceled. Now, I remember watching a, a, a YouTube video. On. Um, whoops. Clicking on the wrong stuff here. Watching a, a, a YouTube video. On this organizer. Um, yeah, it was just. It was. Yeah, it had to have been like. Around December the tenth, uh, when they when they uh, did this video on YouTube, um, to have this big unity rally. Now. So this top organizer, you know, he announces this cancellation, you know, um, I guess the organizers and the supporters of the Freedom Convoy 2.0 are divided over whether another event inspired last year's destructive protest in the Capitol will take place in Ottawa inn or Winnipeg <clears throat> like this for, for February. Now, this individual, he's a co-founder of the anti-government group called Unity, Canada Unity. And he's the co organizers of last February's protest in Ottawa. So he goes on to say, he says, uh, as, a re- uh, as a result of these security breaches that are beyond their control, he cannot in good cause guarantee public safety as he promised. And uh, he says there will be no convoy anywhere in Canada, be it Ottawa or Winnipeg, with his name, <clears throat> with the Canada Uni Freedom Con- uh, Convoy brand. <laughs> See, he was he was one of those um, one of those guys. What he did was, and this, and this made me, this made me, uh, won't this slide down here. That eh, doesn't want to slide down. Um, probably too many pages open or something here. I understand why that's not, uh. Let me scroll down, but, anyways, he was, uh, yeah, I think that's what it was. All right, so he was, um, he was one of the organizers. Where he, where he turned around and he... So in the weeks leading up to the first protest in Ottawa back in late January uh, of last year, so what this one person did, he penned a, a memorandum of understanding and he tried to deliver it to the govern the, the uh, governor general and asked her and all sitting senators to sign an agreement that would overthrow the government and make the governor the governor general the senators himself his wife and one other man the formal to make them the formal Canadian government. It doesn't work like that. I mean, first you have to form an official party. And then you have to get voted in, and then you have to win seats in order to get a seat in the government. So what they would do, what they were trying to do then was order all other levels of government to end every COVID-19-related restriction and reinstate workers who were suspended were fired for not being vaccinated. Now, you know, just, you know, People not even really thinking things through, thinking, you know, they can form a, 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 an official party by trying to really overthrow the government. See, there were so many different groups in that that, um, so-called Freedom Convoy back last January that it was just so chaotic and they couldn't even agree amongst themselves on any... On anything, couldn't get any other groups that were there to to follow suit. Every group was doing their own things, right? So this individual, like I said, you know, you know, um, putting together. A memorandum of understanding and try to get the governor general the governor general of canada is is really um a public figure for the government so you know when like other uh you know say joe biden comes to canada she makes sure that he's well taken care of You know, it's like when the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, and any royal members of, of the royal family would come to Canada, you know, she would, he or she would make sure they're well taken care of. That's all her job is. Or his job. Now, the Ontario government... Um, voted in a new bill. And it's the bill 100. And what that is, And what that does, um, it's it's keeping Ontario's Open for Business Act. And it's a piece of legislation that could do little more than stamp out any criminalized or, or, or labor actions like strikes and picket lines and, and particularly important demonstrations on the issue, including racial justice and meaningful climate actions. What this does, ladies and gentlemen, it prohibits demonstrations and blockades on protected transportation infrastructure, like land or water, border crossings, and international airports. That's what the Bill 100 does. People can still, I mean, if people, for example, people go on strike and they walk the picket line, and you're walking across the entrance, cars can't turn in, whatever the case may be. They can't completely block it. They never were able to do that especially like food processing plants or it could be, you know, automotive plants and they're on the picket lines. They can't go out onto the street and block traffic. They never were able to do that anyways. When you're on the picket line, picket line has to keep moving. So this legislation, which would, which would permanently prohibit demonstrations and blockades on protected transport infrastructures like land, water, border crossing, and international uh, airports <clears throat> in response to the convoy from earlier <clears throat> last year. This, um, this has some superficial appeal Given that the the havoc that things like the blockades at the Ambassador Bridge and the occupation of downtown Ottawa caused. Right. In this law, um, enforcement already had all the tools they needed to disperse the blockades in their disposal. Now, see, what people, what people are talking about with this Bill 100 is that um, they feel that it would mostly end up uh, criminalizing workers, indigenous, black, and other racialized people who criticize the government, and bad bosses, and the rich and powerful, and as, hearing, <clears throat> and as hearings are held in written submissions, about the bill, and they say that, you know, to be clear, the bill 100 must be stopped. Well, no, it must not be stopped. Because it's not going to be criminalizing workers, indigenous, black, or other racialized people who criticize the government. We can criticize the government you know we don't like what they pass we you know we don't like their leg- legislation sometimes we don't like what they're doing sometimes <clears throat> it, this bill 100 is strictly to enforce any protest from blocking international bridges, infrastructure, prohibiting you from impeding and harassing and intimidating others, as they were doing in in the uh, so-called Freedom Convoy in Ottawa of last year. I don't know what part of that bill they don't understand. Right, so the, leg- the legislation prohibits disruptions on protected transportation structure. Right, if it could reasonably be expected to disrupt economic activity, right, that's what it's for. So why now? You know, all of a sudden, I mean, I was like, like I said, I was watching this video on YouTube about this this um, so called. Um, Freedom Convoy 2.0. Um, some sort of unity protest. I don't know. But uh, any, <laughs> anyways, the, the, you know, the, the, one, the one organizer said it's been called off. But he really doesn't go into any great detail of why that would be happening. I don't know. Now, what also um, has come into effect? You may have may or may not have heard of this if you're not in the, in the trucking world. The enforcement of the electronic logging devices for truck drivers traveling between provinces and, of course, over the borders um, <clears throat> comes into effect January the 1st of this year. So, starting January 1st of 2023, the federal government will start enforcing a requirement for commercial truck drivers traveling between provinces um, to track their hours behind the wheel using electronic logging devices. Which there'll be no, paper, there'll be no more paper, paper logs just to replace the use of the paper logs under the federal regulation which came into effect in june of 2021 so what it does it allows officials inspectors to um, enforce the logging regulations paper logs and all that i'll make a whole lot simpler and believe me you know what ladies and gentlemen um, I've been with this, this, uh, trucking company now, uh, for five years and, and over the last year, you know, because it gave that, that time for, for business, businesses, trucking companies and drivers, you know, to start using these electronic locks. I hated the paper logs. I used the paper logs my whole career. You know, I mean, you had, I mean, you had to, everything had to be neat and tidy and legible. When you drew your lines from off-duty to on-duty, they had, you had you had to use a ruler. They had to be straight. Everything had to be perfect had to be readable. It was a pain in the ass. It doesn't change your hours of service. Here here in Canada, we can drive we can drive 13 hours and work and work 14. I believe in the United States, it's, it's uh, I think it's 11 hours of driving, and you can work 14, I believe, or 13, I believe, and then you have to have 10 hours off. You know, say, you know, with, we here in Canada, it's 13 hours of driving, 14 hours of work, you have to have 10 hours off. It's always it's always been like that for years. Right? So there's no more fudging the logbook. And if anybody out there thinking that truck drivers didn't do that, well you're sadly mistaken. Drivers using two logbooks, sometimes three logbooks. It was easy to to fudge the logbook using paper logs. Or running two logbooks. Now, it is you know because the electronic log i mean you fill in the blanks and it does the rest i hear so many you know complaints about you know it it, you know um like i can't i can't get to my my destinations on time Uh, you know, being being held up at, at, a, at a shipping dock. You know, so if they're using a paper log and they're being held up, well, they can back that time up. Electronic log, you can't. You know, so under the Federal hours of service rules <clears throat> here in Canada drivers are not allowed to drive more than 13 hours in a day and they must have at least 10 hours off duty each day of which at least eight hours must be consecutive. Then electronic logs have been required in the United uh, States since 2017. So this individual here, he, so this guy here, he, he, um, he was a trucker, now he's a lead instructor um, at the Academy of Training for, for truckers. He was doing long haul, you know, at the time he says he knew many drivers who falsifies their hours on their paper logs. It was fudging the log book was something that happened quite often. You can be very creative with paper, but you can't with the e-logs. And like I said, some ran with with multiple logbooks, one for each province. In one instance, he says he knew a driver um, who drove 42 hours straight from Quebec to Alberta without logging it properly. Now, some truckers out there say they can't. Well, we can't. I can't make money. Can't make money using electronic logs. Doesn't matter. You're driving the same miles. If if your trip if your trip is a 2,500 mile round trip. How you're not making money. Try to get in more miles than what the trip is. Now, the other thing, though, too, is that when it comes down to it, it's called... Um, time management. You know, there's concerns about daytime breaks and in, in managing the time. Now, <clears> this <throat> this individual um, in Calgary has spent the last five months preparing and training drivers. To use the electronic logs and she was a truck driver for 30 years before uh, the inquiry made her an injury made her take a step so she argues that the regulations will only make fatigue worse for some drivers with a required 10 hours off-duty every day eight of which must be consecutive so She says that the window to meet driving hours is too small to stop for extended breaks during the day. No, it does not. You know, in the United States, if if in the United States, one of the rules in the United States is that after driving eight consecutive hours, you have to take a 30 minute break. Here, you can take, here in Canada, you can take a break whenever you want. You're going to stop for lunch for a half hour, stop for lunch for a half hour. You want to stop for a 15-minute break, you stop for a 15-minute break. You know, so... She goes on to say, at least with the paper logs, if if you got tired through the day, you could stop and you could have a two hour nap. But with the e-logs, you can't do that because you're not going to get your 13 hours of driving that you are allowed. Yes, you will. If I started, if I started my day say at seven o'clock in the morning, I do my pre-trip inspection. I start driving at 7.30. I'm sorry, I start driving at 7.15. So I drove five hours. I stopped for lunch. Take a half an hour to quarter to one. I get to my destination. And whether I'm off duty or on duty at my destination, on duty for a half hour, maybe I'm on there for an hour. every time you log something off duty so your start time my start time was seven o'clock and each half hour you take off for a break 15 minute break you take two 15 minute breaks in a half hour that's an hour so from 7 o'clock, when I started at 7 o'clock, I'd come on duty. So count 13 hours. That will give me the 6 p.m. My 14 hours would be 9 p.m. I cannot drive or work at the 14th hour. So every time you stop, you push that time. So if I started at 7 o'clock in the morning, I guess say if I took an hour throughout the day, I would stop driving at 7 p.m. you'll get your 13 13 hours of driving in. Whether it's a paper log or not. As she says, you know, with the strict hours of service regulations, the strict hours of service regulations, whether it's paper or electronic, doesn't change your hours of service, 13 hours of driving, 14 hours of work, whether it's paper or electronic. And then she goes on to say, you kind of have a choice. Do I cut my hours back by two hours or an hour and a half because I'm not going to make the next stop? That's why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen. Time management. You know where you're going as a truck driver. you probably a truck driver's been, you know, you know, going to the say you're going to this uh, same place quite frequently. You know how long it's gonna take you to get there. You know how many miles it is. Obviously, if it's, you know, you know, 600 miles, then you know that you're not going to make it there, you know, generally in in one trip, but you're going to get close and it's always been that way, you know, say on a, say on a good day, so you're going to drive You know, 600 miles. So, you're going to, so let's say just on a good day, everything went well at at 60 miles an hour, driving 10 hours at 600 miles. Well, you're going to take a break because you have to take a break. So basically, you know, what she's saying here is that, do I cut my hours back by two hours or an hour and a half because I'm not going to make that next stop? You do that on a paper log. The electronic logs does not change the hours of service whether it's paper or whether it's an electronic You use it exact <clears throat> use it the same as, as you were on a legal doing it legal on a paper log. If I like I say, if I stop for 15 minutes, Or even I stop for one hour out of the day. Show a whole one hour off duty. Started at seven o'clock. Come on duty. That means I'll be able to drive if I have that hour off. I I could bring my log right up to seven seven p.m. and then stop for the night, take ten hours off. But I don't do I don't do long haul. I don't border cross anymore. Right? I'm a city driver. You know, from you know, from from our from our uh, place just outside of the city that I that I reside in, where I drive to to go to work. I start at seven o'clock in the morning, most mornings, doing deliveries, doing pickups. And then back to the yard around 6 PM. And I probably drove a total of six and a half hours out of the day. With on duty time of picking up and delivery, off duty time taking a break. Just the same thing as I would do if it was a paper log. The electronic log is doing it for you. There's absolutely no need to drive over the legal amount of hours in a day. If you don't know how to time manage And you need not to drive a transport truck. I'm sure throughout your busy days of your lives. You have things to do. Well, it takes time management throughout the day. You know, you got to go to work for eight hours a day. Then you got to get the kids, you got to get them to their sporting events and all this stuff. So you set up all this time management, maybe have someone getting the kids, you know, your parents, you know, or, 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 or a friend, you know, this has to be this time. It has to be this time. Everything has to be at a certain time. So you time manage, you time manage throughout the day. It does not cut back on the distance that you drive because it's not the log that predicts when you're going to get somewhere. It's traffic. It's weather. Could be. Clearance at the border, an accident. These are the unpredictables. An everyday occurrence, whether you're using a paper log or the electronic log. People, you know, when, uh, you know, like the, 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 Department of Transport in the United States or the, or the MTO here in Ontario, Canada, these inspectors, they're not stupid. They can figure out whether or not, like say you pull into the inspection station and they pull you around to an inspection. They can figure out if you're even supposed to be there yet. And they'll look for the slightest mistake that you made. On your log, they'll want to see your bill of ladings, your delivery ones, and the ones that you picked up to bring back. It's going to have all the locations where you were. He had to leave some from somewhere to go someplace and vice versa. And she goes on to say here, she says that she's also learned about older truck drivers who struggle with technology. And potential privacy breaches from hackers. What the hell is she talking about? When I open up the electronic log on my phone, which is uh, Bluetooth to the the computer in the truck. And when I go when I go to the logs, and and it's it opens up just like a, a log page, paper log. It looks exactly the same, right? And at the top, it has vehicle where you click on, and, and it's got the number of, of the vehicle that you're driving. So you click on that, and then it connects to the Bluetooth. And then you at the top of the screen at the top left side it's got off duty, so you click on that and you come on duty. And it automatically draws the line, and then you you would fill you. So all you do is put it, you have to put. So all you have to do is put in the mileage. It's already got the location where you're at. You show the you, you show the pre-trip, it'll say inspection, so you do the inspection. And then it has on there, so you so you put in uh, a bill of lading number of, of off one of the bills that you have of freight and what the freight is. And then when you start driving, it automatically goes to driving. And when you stop at a location, you're doing a delivery or a pickup. And you just go on-duty delivery or on-duty pickup or off-duty break, Whatever the case may be, it operates. Same way as you were drawing the lines on a paper lock. It seems to me that people. Even had a hard time understanding the paper log or understanding the hours of service. I mean, first and foremost, when you start driving in the morning, you know, if I started driving at at 715 in the morning, why would I, you know, you have to stop somewhere. At some point in time you gotta eat. Some point in time at some point in time you have to use the restroom. At some point in time you gotta go off duty. Whether you're going home for the day or you're going into the sleeper bunk. You're not gonna drive thirteen straight hours. Or in the United States, you're not going to drive 11 straight hours. So I don't know how this interferes, you know, with with your day and how many hours you can drive or the distance you need to go. The fact is they bitch and complain is they can't use the paper logs anymore and cheat. That's the argument. That's their argument. I can't cheat anymore. Logbook. I can't back up my logbook anymore. I can't use another logbook and fudge my hours anymore. That's the argument. And I say, if you don't like the hours of service, you don't like the fact that they went to the electronic uh, logging device, park the truck and go home. Don't bother driving a transport truck. It's not rocket science, ladies and gentlemen. So that comes that come now into effect. There's no there's no more um, there, there's no more for 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 uh, drivers and businesses. No more wait time. No more delays on getting everybody on board with electronic logging devices. They gave us a year and a bit. To get on board, like I say, the United States has been doing it since 2017. And now, just past January the 1st, every truck, every company has to have the electronic log. And once they get using it all the time, I mean, you set it and forget it. And like I said, the big argument, the big argument is whether they don't want to come right out and say it. Is the big argument is is that they can no longer fudge their logbooks. That is the argument. It's called time management. We all have time management. You just need to manage it. Throughout our day, throughout our daily lives, every single day, Monday. From Monday to Sunday. We have plans. We're doing things. In order to make those plans, you need time management. You got to be somewhere on time. You got to pick somebody up on time. You got to get to their appointments on time. We use time management every single day, is what we do. There's no difference for a trucker to use time management. When they first get up in the morning, they go and get your coffee, come back into your truck... Come on, dude. Do your pre-trip. You know where you have to be. You stop at the truck stop. Say, okay, in the morning I still have two hours to drive. Or maybe three hours to drive. So you're starting your day. And believe me, Starting the day like that, you'll say, okay, i got three hours to drive. I know in that three hours, I'm going to need a restroom. So I'm going to pull into a, 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 a truck stop or, or a rest area or a route Maybe three hours down the road, I want another coffee. You're going to stop for 15 minutes. You know, they were doing that anyways using the paper log. They just weren't logging it. I'm not going to log 15 minutes and it's going to run in there, get a bite to eat, or whatever the case may be. Because you had to show a minimum of 15 minutes. Right? Logbooks are not 5, 10, 15. They're 15 minute intervals. 15 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes, an hour. They just weren't logging it. Or they cut it back. Say, oh, I started at this point. Not that point, not my original point. And I still hear drivers complaining about it. Like I said, if you don't like it, no drive a transport truck. You know, even even when it comes to, you know, um, those uh, buses like Greyhound and, and and stuff like that you know, they they all have to use electronic logs. Buses, trucks. I don't know. We've been using them for well over, you know, it was like a year. I think it's like a year. They gave us like a year and a half. You know, here in Canada, to to uh, get everything all set up, get everybody on board. I'll tell you, once you once you start using it, you know. Um, gonna really like it you know it's, it's still so simple so i don't know what the, she was talking about for older truck drivers in technology when it does it for you you just fill in the blanks when you come on duty You just put in your mileage and put in the bill lading number and what the freight is Show the pre, the, the pre, the pre trip inspection. As soon as that start that starts the roll, it'll go to driving. There's nothing you need to do. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty easy to adapt to it. I tell you like that. I'm I'm fifty nine. I'm 59 years old, so the last couple of years that, or a year and a bit that we've, a company that I've been working for has been using them already, you know, so F57 somehow I don't understand. No, it's not rocket science, like I said. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this morning here on Saturday, January the 7th, brand new year, 2023. I hope it's a good one for all of us, for you and your family. And I will be back out here tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on the 8th of January, at the Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining me. Until then, take care.